Well, we're in week two of a series that we've titled Faith Over Fear. The goal of this series, we want to help you make bold moves towards your destiny. We believe your destiny is bright. God has a plan. And we want to help you make bold moves to, towards your destiny. This is such a critical series for you not to miss a week of. God wants you to make bold moves towards your destiny. We're studying two verses throughout this series. They're, they're th the, the theme verses, the thrust of this series is found in two verses in 1 Chronicles chapter number 4. I'm going to read verse 9 and 10. It says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Next Sunday right here, we're going to talk about your hand would be with me. How do you have God's hand on every area of your life? It's possible. We're going to talk about that next week. We're going to wrap up the series week four right here. And that you would keep me from evil. That you would protect me, God. Protect my life. How do we have God's protection on our life? We're going to talk about that. He says this, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. I love that. He granted his request. And so last week, here's what we talked about. We talked about how Jabez, either during childbirth or shortly thereafter, he caused his mother pain, so much pain that she named him Jabez. His name literally means pain. It means sorrow. But although Jabez had the label of pain that was a part of his past, Jabez overcame his pain. He overcame the fear of the past, and he stepped out in faith and prayed one of of the boldest prayers written in your Bible. God bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be on me. Keep me from evil. Protect me. He prayed a bold prayer. He was making bold moves towards his destiny. And the Bible says God answered his prayer. And just like Jabez, in this life we go through pain. A lot of pain. But we can't allow pain to cause us to believe that God doesn't want to bless our life. And last week I taught you, week one, that God wants to bless you indeed. I encourage you, after church today, you can just watch the message on your app. Don't do it now. I'll rebuke you. Come on, somebody. Listen to this message today. But you can watch the message on, your, on, on the app there. You need to listen to that message. God wants to bless you indeed. Not only does he want to bless you indeed, today I want to talk about how God wants to enlarge your territory. God wants to give you the same blessings that he gave Jabez and that he gave Abraham. God blessed Jabez indeed. He also blessed Abraham indeed. And the Bible says God wants to give you the same blessings that he gave to Abraham. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 9 it says, So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. And God gave Abraham seven blessings. And God wants to give you these same seven blessings. Let, let me show you these seven blessings in Genesis chapter 12. Verse number one through three, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. We're going to unpack these verses. And go to the land that I will show you. 
I will make you into a great nation, blessing one. I will bless you, blessing two. I'll make you famous, blessing three. You will be a blessing to others, blessing four. I will make those, I will bless those who bless you, blessing five, and curse those who treat you with contempt, blessing six. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Blessing seven. I, I covered those blessings with you last week. God told Abraham, if you would live by faith instead of by fear, I am going to bless your life indeed. I'm going to enlarge your territory. And just like God did for Jabez, just like he did it for Abraham, God wants to do it for you. God wants to enlarge your territory so that you can advance his kingdom and see more changed lives. When I use the terminology, enlarge your territory, the, the vernacular, enlarge your territory, let me tell you what the scripture is talking about. It's talking about how God wants to give you more influence. He wants to give you more resources for one purpose so that you can make a bigger impact for his glory, for on his kingdom. He wants to give you more influence. And that would mean maybe for some of you, God wants to give you a promotion. He wants to give you more responsibility at your workplace or he wants to give you more to manage or more to oversee at your work or at your school or in your family, at, at our church or at your, in the community. He wants to give you greater influence for his kingdom's sake. God wants to give you more resources so you can bless others, so that you can send more missionaries around the world, so that you can start new churches, so more people can come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, so that you can fund more outreaches, so more people experience the love of God, so that you can, you can fund more outreach, so that more people can be set free from all types of addictions. God wants to enlarge your territory. Now, that's very clear in God's word. And here's the dilemma. If God wants to enlarge our territory as Christ followers, why are there some Christians who aren't experiencing this? I want to talk to you today from the life of Abraham in this story. And I want to give you three steps to experience God enlarging your territory. Abraham took these steps and if you want God to enlarge your territory, you will have to take these same steps. The first step is this. If you want God to enlarge your ter territory, you must step out on God's word. You must step out on God's word. Abraham's territory was enlarged because he believed what God said, stepped out in faith, and followed the Lord. Let me take you back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, the Lord... Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Now notice verse 4, Genesis 12, verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. God told Abraham to leave and Abraham followed the word of the Lord and left. At age 75, how many of you realize it can be tough to leave everything at age 75? Come on, at age 75, how many would agree? Yeah, it feels like it's time to retire. It's time to check it in. It's time to take it easy. It's time to relax. It's time to chill. And God says, leave. And Abraham obeyed the word of the Lord because he knew that God wanted to enlarge his territory. And people search. If you want God to enlarge your territory, you will have to step out 
and follow the word of the Lord. If you don't follow God's instructions with the little things, God is not going to give you more. It's a biblical principle. If you don't follow God's instructions with the little things, God is not going to give you more. It's found all throughout your Bible. Let me give you an example of this in Matthew 25 and verse 21. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now, everybody wants the so now part. Well, give me more. So now. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my ter territory. Everybody wants the so now part, but the first part goes with before the so now. You have to be faithful in handling this small amount. So now, will we'll, we'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate. Well, one of the huge things that keeps people from experiencing God enlarging their territory is they're not faithful in the little things. They are not faithful to obey God's word and what he's already spoken to their life. They're not faithful to steward well what God has already given to them. And what, what, I, what I want to teach you today is if you want God to enlarge your territory, you have to be faithful to do what God's already told you to do. You have to steward well what God has already blessed you with. P people pray this kind of prayer all the time. People pray, God, enlarge my territory. Or some, you know, that, that, that type of prayer, God, give me more. God, enlarge my territory. God, show me the next step. And God says, I will, but first do what I already told you to do. So if, if you want me to give you more, enlarge your territory, you, territory, show you the next step. God says, first, I want you to start loving people. You've been quick and hateful. Love people. To do, do what you already know to do. For, forgive people. Some, somebody's hurt you. They wounded you. Quit trying to get even. Just forgive them. To do what you already know to do. Pray and begin to read your Bible faithfully. Say, man, Pastor, I, I just want God to enlarge my territory. But, but you're not spending daily time in his word. Or, or as God will say, some, some of you say, man, get to church faithfully. You, you, you're asking me to enlarge your territory, but you're not doing what I've already told you to do. And I've said, don't forsake the gathering of, of yourselves together. And, and you're not obeying that. And yet you're saying, God, enlarge my territory. For, for some of you, it'd be getting water baptized. And you're, you're, you're saying to God, God, enlarge my territory. God, show me the next step. And God said, I already did, but you're not doing it. Get, get, get water back. Can I encourage you today? If you, you're a Christian and you never get water, you, you never gotten water baptized, today's the day. The pool is set up. After this service, go public for Jesus. Follow him in the small things, and then he'll give you more. You say, Pastor, I don't have any clothes to get baptized in. We got you covered. <laughs> Just drop out in the lobby after the service is over. There's a baptism table right out here in the lobby. They'll give you shorts and, and a shirt and a, and, 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 and a towel. They'll give you a shower cap. Come on, tape that thing down and get baptized today in Jesus' name. Here, here's what I'm trying to teach you. Everybody wants more. But they're not being faithful in the little things that God's already given them. For some of you, it's starting to invest in your marriage more. For some of you, it's starting to invest in your children more. Be faithful with what God has already given you. People pray this all the time. God, give me more money. Give me more influence. And God says, no, no, first, I need you to be faithful with what I've already given you. Say, Pastor, what does that look like? That means tomorrow, go to work on time. Get to school on time. God, give me more. God says, you won't even be faithful with what I've already given you. You can get there on time. 
Do, do well with the job. God's already given you. You're saying, oh, God, give me a new job. You know I love you, Lord. Give me a new job. God says you won't be faithful with the one I already gave you. Work hard. He said, Pastor, nobody's got time to work hard at that job. I hate that job. That is not a reason not to be faithful, to steward, with what, steward well with what God's already given you. Oh, Lord, you know I got capacity. I got talent. I'm gifted. I'm a leader of leaders. God, you need to give me 25 people to manage. Give me 50 people to manage. God says you won't even manage the two people I gave you. You can't manage two. I'm not giving you 50. You got to learn to steward and to manage well what you already have. You got to be faithful in the little things. You say, God, give me more money. God says you're not managing the money I already gave you. Tithe, give first, then save, then reduce your debt, then live and enjoy it. But most people flip it. I'm going to enjoy it and live on it. (laughs) And then if I got anything left, I'll pay down some debt and don't answer the phone if they do call me because I ain't going to pay you anyways. And (laughs) and then I I don't got nobody to save and I sure don't have no money to give, but they're going to pass the offering place. Here's a dollar. I ain't got no money to be giving y'all. I'm telling if you don't learn to steward well what God's already given you, he's not going to be able to enlarge your territory. It's being faithful in the little, then God enlarges territories. Just look at your neighbor and say, this message is not for me. I'm good, but I know you need it. Go ahead and tell them that. I know you. I'm good. I could have just skipped church today, but God is speaking to you. Number two, number two, number two, number two. We're talking about how we get our territory enlarged. Number two, you must leave your comfortable surroundings. If you want your territory enlarged, you must leave your comfortable surroundings. Notice this back in Genesis chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Abram, leave. Come on, at all of our locations, everybody shout, leave. leave. Oh, come on, shout it like you mean it. Shout, leave. leave. Notice that key word, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. God told Abraham, I want to enlarge your territory. I've got seven blessings for you, but it will require you to leave your comfort zone. And God asked him to leave his home, his people, and his father's household. Abraham, I got blessing on my mind. I've got enlarging your territory on my mind. But you have to leave where you are, your comfortable life that you're living, to experience all that I have for you. People's church, God wants to enlarge your territory. And just like Abraham, it will require you to leave the comforts of life to experience all God has in store for you. Comfortable people don't see their territory enlarged. And here's the reality. We all like comfort. Listen, listen, your pastor's the king of comfort. I like comfort. Please hear me. You like comfort. We like comfort. When I go home after working all day, I get home, I got a comfortable chair. It's my favorite chair. None of my family better not be sitting in it. I will roll my eyes at you. It's it's, it's comfort. Come on, how many of you know we got work clothes, going out clothes, and comfort clothes? How many know what I'm talking about? I got comfort clothes at home. When I get home today, I got some comfortable clothes. 
They make me just comfortable. One of them is, is a pair of sweats I've had since college. Green, ugly, stained. The, the, the drawstring, the string that you tie, it's, it's out. I don't even know where that string is. Uh, but the sweats are comfortable. So my wife makes fun of me. Tell the kid, talk about, I don't care if y'all talking about me. It's comfortable. They're not making sweats like that no more. These sweats nowadays, you wash them 10 times, they, 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 the material falls apart. Them sweats back in the day, come on, somebody. They stayed together. I love them sweats. Comfort. I have comfort food that I love. Come on, how many of you have comfort food? Some of your comfort food is potato chips. My, my comfort food is sweets. Give me an eggnog milkshake. Come on, somebody. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I even, I'm from Wewoka, and I eat sushi sometimes. Sushi comforts me. I eat some, oh, just sushi. Oh, comfort food. And what I'm saying is we love to be comfortable. But if we're going to experience God enlarging our territory, it will require us to leave our comfort zone. For some of you, you have to leave your comfortable sin behind. Some of you are just comfortable in sin. You're just there. You're stuck in it. You don't plan on leaving it. And God is saying, I got so much more for your life. You know you're not living a life that's honoring me. Leave that. I've got, I want to enlarge your territory, but you got to leave your comfortable life of sin. Some of you is leaving laziness. God said, I, I, I want to give you more, but you're lazy. You're, you're not working hard with what, with, with what I've already given you. And if I'm going to give you more, listen, all more it requires is more work. You want more people? You want to manage more? You think that's going to be easy? You want me to enlarge your territory? You got to work. You want me to give you more money? All more zeros do is create more pressure. Are you sure you want more? Can you stand to be blessed? You got to work hard. Some of you have to leave an undisciplined schedule. Some of you, God wants to give you more, but you're so undisciplined. Man, you, you don't know what you're going to do tomorrow. When you wake up tomorrow, you don't have no agenda. You just go to work. You don't even know what, you plan, what you're going to do at work. You don't know what you're going to do the rest of the week. You don't know what you're doing the rest of the month. You're just so unorganized and just, you know, just woo, just woo, woo. God bless me with more. God said, man, what are you doing with your life? You got to just get, start planning. You got to get more discipline so, so that God can enlarge your territory. Some of you is leaving bad spending habits and, and, and establish a budget and living by it. How many of you know those are two different things? You can establish a budget, but that don't help you if you don't live by it and review it. You got, you got to leave some bad habits. Some of you is leaving stinginess and start giving and being a blessing to others. Some of you is leaving toxic relationships and, and toxic friendships. Some of you are around people all the time and all they do is drag you down. Talk about you, laugh at your dreams. They don't encourage you. They don't know more than you know. And you got to get around some people that lift you up, that think at a higher level, that can encourage you, that can pull greatness out of you, that will speak life over you. You got to get around some people that will pull it out of you. You got to leave your comfort of these friends you've been hanging around. Some of you, you got to leave your comfortable life and embrace the pain of growth. Everybody says they want to grow. If I ask you, how many of you want to grow and be more like Jesus? Woo! No, you don't. That's painful. It's painful to get on the potter's wheel. 
It's painful when the Holy Spirit's working you over. Do you really want to be all God has you, wants you to be? Do you really want to grow? If you want God to enlarge your territory, you get on that potter's wheel. He's going to mess with you. He's going to develop you. He's going to change you. It's painful to grow. Everybody loves the idea of growth, but not the process of growth because the process of growth is painful. But that's how you become God, all God wants you to be. You got to leave your comfortable life and get back on the potter's wheel. Some of you is leaving the bad habits of wasting time. You waste, you waste hours on social media and hours on television watching and hours on video games. And, and listen, I, I, I enjoy things. I enjoy a, a football game. I, I enjoy entertainment, but not at the price of developing myself. And listen, if you want God to enlarge your territory, you got to turn the TV off and, and get rid of the social media sometime. And you got to invest in yourself and get a good book to read like the Bible or get a book that's going to develop you in your field. You can start listening to a podcast that's going to develop you and help you. So come on, start getting around some things in you that's going to change your life. Start developing your skill set. So when you get to work, they're like, how'd you learn how to do that? I learned it on my own. Right? Check me out now. I'm ready. What you want me to do? Start making yourself better. Start developing yourself. I'm simply saying if you want God to enlarge your territory you got to leave your com comfortable surroundings of where you are to go to where God's trying to take you you say pastor that's not easy oh but it's worth it it's worth it God has more for your life listen people's church don't focus on what you're leaving focus on what you're gaining Abraham was able to leave because he wasn't focused on what he was leaving. He was leaving family. He was leaving his home. He was leaving his culture and his people. But he knew that God said, I got, I'm going to bless you indeed. He knew that God had more in store for him. He knew God was going to enlarge his territory. So he took his eyes off what he was leaving and he put his eyes on what he was gaining. And I'm simply telling somebody, you got to get your eyes off what you're leaving. You're stuck in the past. You're stuck on what it was. God's not going to get you there on what it was. He's going to get you there on the future and what it is. Get your eyes on what it is. Get your eyes on where he's trying to take you. You say, Pastor, it's painful. Oh, it's painful, but it's worth it. Right, listen to me today, People's Church. I want you to understand this. What you're gaining is so much better than what you're leaving. If you could just leave it, you might cry. It might be painful, but I'm telling you what you're gaining is so much better. You got to leave your comfort zone. To, for God to expand your territory. Number three is this. Number three is this. How do you see God enlarge your territory? What's the third step? Number three, you must step out and live by faith. Step out and live by faith. The writer of Hebrews says in chapter 11 and verse 8, as it's talking about Abraham in this story in Genesis 12, he says this, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. God enlarged Abraham's territory because he lived by faith. He left his home and his family and his friends, and he did not even know where God was taking him. I'm going to give you a land. He didn't know where the land was, what land it would be. He just simply took a step of faith and followed God. Went to sleep that night, woke up the next day, and God was faithful to give him the next step. 
He's always faithful if you step out in faith. He went to sleep the next day, and God, he woke up the next day, and God said, go that way. He took another step of faith. Didn't know what, what land he was going to. Didn't know where he was going. He was simply following God by faith. God blesses people who take steps of faith. Take a step of faith. Psalm chapter 37, verse 23 says, the steps, not the standstill. Not the, I shall not be moved. The steps of a good man, a good woman, or that would be a righteous person, are ordered by the Lord. The steps. And he delights in his way. If you're going to experience God enlarging your territory, you have to take steps of faith. People are always saying, God, show me, and I'll go. And God says, no, you go, and I'll show you. Take a step of faith. God blesses steps of faith. Take a step of faith and God will show you the next step. God will direct you. God will bless you. God will enlarge your territory. Martin Luther King Jr. said it like this. Take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. God wants to enlarge your territory, but you have to take the first step. There's a lady in our church that God has so enlarged her territory. Her journey is incredible. She has stepped out on faith. She has obeyed God. She has left her comfort zone and God has enlarged her territory. I want you to hear Katrina's story. Check this out. I got pregnant at uh, 17. I was a senior in high school. And I had told myself that I was not going to be a statistic. I made up in my mind that um, I was going to go to college and uh, had two more children while I was in college. So after I graduated college, you know, I got out in the, in the workforce and still single, raising, you know, these girls. During this time, I had um, lost my job. And when I lost my job, I lost um, my house where me and my kids were staying. I never thought that it would happen, you know, to me. Um, you know, you, you, you work every day and you, and you try to make ends meet and then, you know, you go into work one day and, and you find out that your services are no longer needed. And then what do you do? You know, being a single mom, you know, with kids, um, it's tough. I had always wanted to be a business owner. I just never knew what kind of business owner, you know, I, I would be or what my gifts or my talents were. I had a small practice on the side where I was doing some vocational consulting work. And I had just done that so I could um, have some extra income coming in, you know, to uh, help out with, you know, bills and expenses and stuff. And so I just kind of did that on the side part time. I'll never forget, it's the beginning of the new year and the tithe challenge comes around. I heard Pastor Cooper talking about tithing and, and he talked about the tithe challenge and he talked about how, you know, it's not about giving money to the church. It's not about that, but it is about you being obedient to God and letting God bless your life. And it was like God spoke to my heart and he said, but you're not tithing on your extra income. And so I ripped up the, the old envelope 
loaf and I grabbed another one and I said, okay, God, I'm going to try you on this and I'm going to see. So we get to about the last month of the Tide Challenge. I um, landed a job and I've got about two more paychecks before the Tide Challenge is over. And I said, um, okay, God, so this is it. You know, this is the final one. I haven't seen anything yet. So this is, this is the final payment. So I'm expecting you to do something great. This was on a Sunday. Monday morning, I get a phone call from my boss's boss. And he said, well, um, your position has been eliminated. And effective today, uh, we will no longer need your services. So now I'm unemployed and, and I'm nervous and I'm scared because I've been here before. I continued to tithe off of the, the money that I was getting from my consulting business. And so just one day I started getting calls after calls and I was having to turn business down because I, my, my calendar was booked. He really has um, blessed me beyond what I had even imagined. Um, he, he answered my prayer. The passion that I had to, to want to be a business owner and to, you know, set my own schedule and to be able to, to do things with my family, you know, with my girls, spend more quality time. He's done that. What I made in one year, I'm making in one month. I kid you not. Now this isn't, this is revenue coming in. Of course we have expenses, but it all came from me saying, God, I trust you. You have to have crazy faith, even when the odds are against you, even when it doesn't look like it's gonna turn out the way you want it to. You gotta have faith that regardless of, of how it looks, I believe. Come on, church, isn't that awesome? Taking steps of faith. And God enlarged her territory, obeying God, taking steps of faith. And people's church, that's my story. That, that's my story. I have seen God enlarge my territory, but it's always required me to step out in faith and follow God. I think about when I graduated high school and I went to the state of Arkansas on a, on a football scholarship. And, and while I was there playing football, I felt like my freshman year, God was calling me into full-time ministry. You see, I went to that university majoring in communications. My dream was to be on ESPN as a sports broadcaster, but God interrupted me and said, Herbert, that's not my plan for you. I didn't give you that voice for ESPN. You hear that voice? That very white voice I've got. God said, I didn't give you that voice for television, for ESPN. I gave you that voice to broadcast the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I left my full football scholarship, didn't exactly know where I was going. And I ended up at Evangel University on another football scholarship. I got my Bible degree. I minored in psychology. God began to enlarge my territory. I met my wife there, Tiffany. I started speaking at the university. The president started 
started allowing me to speak in chapel services and the next thing you know other students would say would you come to my church you got to meet my pastor you got to meet my youth pastor and they start flying me out to California my junior year out on the east coast out to Boston and up to Ohio I started crisscrossing the country preaching the gospel God began to enlarge my territory I graduated from college in 1997 Tiffany and I engaged to be married. Graduated in May. We were getting married in December. I'm going to have another person to take care of, a wife and bills. And I thought, how in the world would I be able to do this? And I felt like God was calling me to full-time evangelism, but I was scared. I didn't know how I would pay the bills. I'm 22 years old. How would this ever work out? Can I really provide for her? And this youth pastor job is available. It's a steady income. But I just felt like God calling me into full-time evangelism. And I took the step of faith, not knowing how it would work out. I didn't have any connections. I wasn't like growing up in a pastor's home where my daddy and my grandpa and my, gra my great-grandpa were in ministry. They were not in ministry. And I took that step of faith and God began to enlarge my territory. One pastor started telling another pastor about me. Another pastor started telling five other pastors about me. One leader over the youth area started telling other leaders across the nation about me. And the next thing you know, this little old boy from Ewoka, Oklahoma, found himself a year booked up, two years booked out, telling people, I cannot come preach for you. God enlarged my territory. Lives are being changed. Come on, from we woke up to being booked. He enlarged my territory. At the age of 26, God called my wife and I to start a church called People's Church, living in Missouri. We, we sold our home. We moved to Oklahoma City. Didn't know where we were going to meet. Didn't have any people to meet with. Did just out of nowhere, just moving and said, we know God has called us. We took the step of faith. The next thing you know, the doors opened up for us to meet at the Quell Springs Mall at the AMC Theater. We had our first services with 65 people in attendance, and we took that step of faith. And God, over the last 16 years, has enlarged our territory. We bought this 50 acres on Britain Road. We built two buildings here. We went to Midwest City. We started a location there, and lives are being changed. We're at Northwest Oklahoma City. Took another step of faith, and lives are being changed. We started a location in Indianapolis where 600 people are meeting in the state of Indiana where nobody knows me. They don't know our name, but we went there in faith and lives are being changed. We went to Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility and hundreds of women have had their lives changed because we took a step of faith. Somebody today needs to step out. You need to step out. You need to step out. Trust God. Trust God. Take a step of faith and trust in God. He's faithful. He's faithful. Somebody today like Katrina, you need to step out in faith and start the business. Step out in faith and trust God. Some of you need to step out in faith and go to college and get your bachelor's degree, your master's degree, your doctor's degree. Step out in faith. Some of you spiritually need to step out in faith from where you are. Get to growth track next week. Get there a four-week class to help you grow spiritually. Discover your gifts. You say, Pastor, I don't have time for that. Oh, yes, you need spiritual growth. Step out in faith and trust God. Like Katrina, some of you need to step out in faith and grab that three-month tithe challenge card and say, God, I'm going to trust you with my money. I'm going to test you for the next 90 days. God doesn't show up in your life. We'll give you your money back. I'm simply saying, test God, trust God, step out in faith. Some of you need to go to work, and you need to work harder than you ever worked before, even though you don't love your job. 
Ooh, pastor, the devil's a liar. No, that's not the devil talking. Step out in faith. Do your best with the job God's given you. Be a great supervisor to the people that you're over, even though they frustrate you and they irritate you and there's politics happening. You be the best leader you can be for them and to set them up for success. You walk by faith and let God open the doors. Listen, get yourself on a budget. Step out in faith. You say, Pastor, I don't know how I'm gonna ever get out of all this debt. So I'm just giving up, I'm not even gonna try. No, step out in faith, get on a budget, start living by it and let God show up and work supernaturally. Step out in faith. God enlarges people's territories who step out in faith. Come on, people's church. Somebody shout, step out. Oh, you didn't shout it, shout, step out. Come on, somebody shout, step out. Look at your neighbor and shout, step out. Look at your other neighbor and shout, step out. God wants to enlarge your territory, but you have to step out out in faith.